Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. It's Christmas Podcasting! Christmas Podcasting. Hey! Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. Welcome, Yule Believers, to a special Christmas Podcast Day edition of the Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast, the podcast all about Christmas history, Christmas traditions, Christmas media, and everything else Christmas. I'm your host and ghost of Christmas ever-present, Tim Babb. If you're new to the show and have found your way here through one of our friends in the Christmas Podcast Network, first off, welcome. But secondly, I want to let you know this episode is a bit of a break from our normal format. Typically, this show is divided into segments, culminating in one deep-dive feature segment. For example, you can go to our most recent episode, which was an episode about the concept of Christmas creep, you know, where it comes from and how old it is, a lot older than you think, and some interesting reasons why it happens. In that episode, we also did a top five Christmas world records and looked into a way to listen to Christmas movies. So you have to check that out to hear more about that. And the episode before that was about the origins of Secret Santa, which has an origin that is more bonkers than you might imagine. And the episode, we also did top five Christmas commercials and found a way to listen to Christmas music from the Disney theme parks. So again, if you want to hear a regular episode, hop back just a couple episodes in the back catalog. You'll find two really good ones. But today, we're just going to jump straight into the feature segment. You see, the theme of 2023's Christmas Podcast Day is Charles Dickens' classic story, A Christmas Carol. There are many different adaptations of this story, and each of us is covering a different one. I picked a particular adaptation that I'm going to talk about because of a long-standing tradition here on the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. You see, our fifth ever episode was in November of 2015. In it, we covered the much-beloved special A Muppet Family Christmas, and every year since we've discussed some contribution the Muppets have made to the Christmas celebration. It's a tradition we've come to call Muppet Vember. It's time to thank Jim Henson. It's time to do it right. It's time for Muppet Vember on the Christmas pod tonight. Yes, Christmas and the Muppets, two great tastes that taste great together. And specifically, the Muppets have adapted a Christmas carol multiple times. We covered their most famous adaptation, the Muppet Christmas Carol, back in 2016. So today, we're taking a look at the 2006 direct-to-DVD production of A Sesame Street Christmas Carol. Tis the Christmas season once again on a street called Sesame. A street where, year after year, Sunny days have given way to the crisp sights and sounds of winter. This year is no different, for with the season comes the magical, snow-covered silence of a very special night. Tonight is Christmas Eve. Everyone is snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums dancing Would in their... Of course, not everybody gets into the holiday spirit. The plot revolves around everyone's favorite grouch, Oscar. He's decided to sleep through Christmas this year, but he's visited by three spirits who try to put him back on the right track. 
That said, this is about as loose an adaptation of A Christmas Carol as there's ever been. I think the Matthew McConaughey rom-com Ghost of Girlfriend's Past was a closer adaptation than this. This is more like when a TV show is out of ideas or budget for the season, so they do a clip show. Where's your Sesame Street Christmas Carol spirit? Hey there, imaginary listener. Sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. First off, this is a pretty strange bit to put in an episode where we might have a lot of new listeners trying to figure out what this interaction is all about. But also, why are you even here? Kermit the Frog isn't even in this. It cannot be overstated that I am not Kermit the Frog, and I am not associated with Disney or the Muppets. I'm just a guy whose voice sounds increasingly less like Kermit the more that I talk. My name is Carl, and I won't have you trash-talking this special. Okay, Carl, but you have to admit, this is not a particularly faithful adaptation of this story. I don't have to admit that. I am the ghost of Sesame Street Christmas Carol past. You've got to be kidding me. Through the magic of Christmas, we can go back and visit this movie. That's not magic. I I can literally see you putting the DVD in the Xbox. May I be the first to wish you a very merry... Hey, don't say it. There's only one merry thing about Christmas. And what might that be? It only comes once a year. And this year, I plan to sleep through the whole thing. Fruitcake and all. So, if you don't mind, just read this. Do not disturb until after Christmas... Oscar. That's right. So just take your Christmas greetings and scram. Nighty night. Ha! See? Tim Curry. That's great stuff right off the bat. Yes, it reminded me to watch Muppet Treasure Island again. Also, soak up all of this Tim Curry goodness now, because this is all you get till the very end. Though I will say, his interaction with Oscar is great, and it's a nice setup for Oscar being our Scrooge stand-in. But then along comes Joe Marley from Scaredy Pants Delivery Service, and this guy must be Employee of the Month every month because he is super scared of... Sesame Street. Now, granted, I grew up watching Sesame Street, but what is there to be afraid of? But did you catch his name? Marley? As in Jacob Marley? I mean, sure, he serves the same purpose, warning about the three spirits, but you can't tell me it's not a loose adaptation. Unlike Jacob Marley, Joe has no prior relationship with Oscar, much less being his former partner, and instead of scaring Oscar, Joe is scared of Oscar. But other than that, nailed it. Uh, Sure. So, Joe gives Oscar an old can of beans and a set of instructions to read in order to summon a spirit. Amazingly... Oscar reads the instructions and summons the spirit. This is the only Christmas Carol adaptation I'm aware of where Marley gives Scrooge the loophole to not summon the spirits. Like, if he doesn't read the instructions, the spirit don't come. But Oscar doesn't take advantage of this loophole and summons Rhubarb the Grouch, the ghost of Christmas past. Rhubarb, the Grouch of Christmas past. At your service, lad. (laughs) Uh, Rhubarb? The Rhubarb the Grouch from London, 1843? Why, you're Grouch royalty. Oh, you're too unkind. Well, it's uh, terrible to meet you. Oh, no, the displeasure's all mine, I assure Uh. you. (laughs) So it turns out this is a famous old Grouch from history that Oscar knows. And Rhubarb doesn't seem to have any more Christmas spirit than Oscar does. And if that's not enough of a departure, instead of taking Oscar to his past, he shows him two clips from previous Sesame Street Christmas specials. Clips, I might add, that Oscar is not even in. He's learning a lesson from the past, just like in the original story. That's quite a stretch, especially since they don't even travel to the past. He literally pulls down a projector screen and projects the old clips onto it. 
but they're great old clips. True. The first is Bert and Ernie in The Gift of the Magi from Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Then we get to see a clip of Big Bird singing about how he misses Snuffleupagus from Elmo Saves Christmas. It's great to hear Jim Henson and Frank Oz as the iconic Sesame Street duo once again. Plus, we also get to revisit Dear Mr. Hooper. And we get to spend some more time with Carol Spinney's Big Bird. All great stuff. However, great stuff that has nothing to do with A Christmas Carol. It has no bearing on Oscar's past, and he's clearly unimpressed at the end. Well, Oscar, all bad things must come to an end. And that was really bad, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, you got that right. Talk about your holiday turkeys. You can say that again. (laughs) Well, I give up. Somebody else want to take over? Wow, that's weird. He left before we even got halfway through the special. I wonder why. Oh, no. You don't think... Hey there, friend. Look who's here. Really? The alleged ghost of Bing Crosby? That's right, baby. But today, I'm the ghost of Sesame Street Christmas Carol present. Of course you are. I guess we'll just keep the story going, then. So, Joe Marley comes back. This time, he brings the ghost of Christmas present, an anthropomorphic Christmas tree voiced by Christian Chenoweth named Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, ghost of Christmas present, also known as the Christmas that is happening right now, bid you good tidings. A talking Christmas tree? Oh, this is scary. So now that the ghost of Christmas present is here, you're thinking she'll show Oscar an alternate perspective on his current life and how he affects people on Sesame Street. Nope. She shows him more clips from old Sesame Street Christmas stuff that once again does not contain Oscar or have any importance to him. But we do get our contractually required dose of Elmo. We see him sing with Santa and a clip from Elmo's World, Happy Holidays. Then Elmo sings how Christmas should not be every day from Elmo Saves Christmas. Then another clip where Elmo learns about Hanukkah and Kwanzaa from Elmo's World, Happy Holidays. And finally, most of the cast sings a song about keeping Christmas with you all through the year. And our third clip from Elmo Saves Christmas, which I'll remind you was somehow part of Christmas past and Christmas present. I bet if you watch this after recently watching Elmo Saves Christmas, you're going to be riding that fast forward button quite a lot. What about that Hanukkah and Kwanzaa scene, baby? I did like that whole vibe. Even though I knew all those facts about those holidays before I watched it, I still liked the way the info was presented. Those are those sweet Sesame Street educational vibes that I remember from when I was a kid. Still, odd placement putting that clip in Christmas present, as Hanukkah famously took place well in the past, it was before the first Christmas. And the celebration of Kwanzaa doesn't start until after Christmas, so that'd be Christmas future. Okay, that's too much nitpicking for me. I'm out. Good luck with the next spirit. Oh, wow. Uh, He didn't have much staying power, I guess. Oh, yikes. Hi, I don't think I've seen you before. Who are you? Hello? Oh, right. The Ghost of Christmas Future doesn't speak in the original story. Well, there's another departure from this Sesame Street adaptation. When Joe Marley shows up again with the third ghostogram, out pops a ghost robot named iSam. Season's greetings, Oscar the Grouch. I am Sam, the super automated ghost of Christmas Future. 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 This is the future. We're all in a lot of trouble. I'm not even going to waste time wondering how a robot got to be a ghost because I'm pleased to report that iSam does not show any old clips. Instead, it's a new animated short about what Christmas will be like in the future. If you've ever seen those old Disney shorts from the 50s that predicted we'd have moving sidewalks and daily flights to space by now, it's kind of like that, but even more ridiculous. This is a holiday home of today. In the future, homes will decorate themselves. Wow. 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 
Today, families enjoy holiday dinner at the table. But in the future, holidays will be enjoyed in zero gravity. No need for messy food when you can enjoy a delicious chewable space food capsule instead. None of this has any effect on Oscar, however. Until iSam short circuits and won't stop clanging its Christmas bells. Then Oscar hides in his trash can, only to be interrupted by Joe again. But suddenly it's daytime now, and Joe isn't a delivery boy. He's Joe Dickens from Brooklyn, and he thinks Oscar had a bad dream. Then he gives Oscar some wrapping paper that he's throwing away. And that's what gives Oscar a change of heart about Christmas. Not anything we've seen up until now, just the promise of new trash flipped his mood. So, just like the three spirits failed to convince Oscar to love Christmas, my three spirits failed to convince me this was a faithful adaptation of the Dickens story. But also like Oscar, I found something to enjoy about it anyway. The old clips they chose to include were fun to see. The interactions with Oscar and his ghost were quite entertaining. And any time spent with the Muppets of Sesame Street during Christmas is time well spent. And so Christmas returns to Sesame Street, where even a grouch can find reasons to celebrate, even though he'd never admit it. I heard that. And that's our show today. Be sure to check out all the other Christmas podcasts that are coming out today. Check social media for the hashtag Christmas Podcast Day to find lots of other shows talking about different versions of A Christmas Carol. And check out the show notes for this episode at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com to vote in our Merry Music Madness event. We're doing a bracket-style elimination competition to name the ultimate Christmas musician. We're at round four, and the matchups are Bing Crosby versus Vince Guaraldi. Johnny Mathis versus the Muppets, Kelly Clarkson versus Andy Williams, and Nat King Cole versus Burl Ives. Now, I don't want to give anything away, but I assume if you're listening to this, you're a Muppet fan? I'll tell you, they are running neck and neck with Mathis right now. They could really use your votes. Again, that's at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com, and you gotta vote before November 24th. It'd be best to just vote right now. Okay, we'll be back November 25th with our regular episode, and until then, you believers, happy Christmas podcast day, and keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2023. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on the app formerly known as Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas!
Welcome, Yule Believers, to a special Christmas Podcast Day edition of the Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast, the podcast all about Christmas history, Christmas traditions, Christmas media, Christmas. You say Christmas enough times, your mouth just gives up. Fun fact. Typically, this show is divided into segments, culminating in one deep dive segment. For example, you can go to our last episode, which was all about... I don't even remember now. I forgot what our last episode... It was like... It was like a week ago, and I don't remember what our last episode was. This is why I should write the script, the entire script down. Sometimes I don't write the whole script down, and I try to wing it, like right now. And now I'm winging it, and now, turns out I don't have wings, I'm plummeting towards the earth. Ah! Secret Santa was the week before. Christmas creep! It was Christmas creep! I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, everybody. But today, this episode is just the feature segment. No filler, all killer. No, why do you say stupid things, Tim? What about the Hanukkah and Kwanzaa scene, baby? <laughs> I love Ghost Bing. Doesn't sound a thing like Bing Crosby, but he's fun to do. <laughs> 